0: You are now tuned in to the James Grage Theory episode eighteen, Becoming a Leader.
1: Is that what uh, today's topic is? You
0: had no idea until just six seconds ago what it was going to be, but we're back to some of these selfish reasons on why we started this podcast anyway, and that was bec- to make me uh unstoppable force in not only business but in life. So one of my goals for two thousand eighteen was to I always considered myself to be a leader. But I think I was just using the title and not really the the spirit of a leader. Um, I've buckled it down, but some of the some of the things here is a leader is someone who has certain amount of expertise in whatever industry or niche that they are in, and are willing to and do share their insights with those around them through writing, speaking, and taking action. I think yeah. that's a big part of it. But uh, I don't only really want to talk about the individuals um, pursuit of becoming a leader, but an industry leader, I consider ourselves to be an industry leader. And some of those points actually hit that, those exact uh, topics, Mm -hmm. which is we know a lot and we share a lot with, with the group. So to you, what is kind of in the, to start off, what do you think becoming a leader? What do you think a leader
1: is to you? I've used the example before. I think even on this podcast, we talked about it I said, if we were all in the forest, we were lost, no one knew which way was north, you didn't know which way was south, west or east, you didn't know which way to go, who would you follow, right? If you had, if the group of 10 people divided into four different groups and everyone has a different opinion on which way is the right way to go and there's only one right way, one right way and three wrong ways and you have to make a choice, who are you going to follow? And at the end of the day, the person that I think that everyone's going to follow is the one who's the most confident that he knows the right way. He's not going to be the guy who wavers or buckles or is easily swayed. He's going to have that confidence. And usually he's going to have some reason that makes sense to everybody else. In other words, people can buy into his idea of why he's right and it makes sense to them. And they stand behind them and say, you know what? I don't know. I don't have that same kind of confidence that you do. I'm going to follow you.
0: Those guys are usually the ones that deliver that that value and integrity, the passion. Um, they learn to take responsibility for their actions, and they're willing to go that extra mile, I guess, would be some of the things.
1: But it goes back to what you said. The way you kicked this off, you were talking about experience, right? So experience plays a big part in it whatever your endeavor, whatever it is that you want to do, whatever journey you're about to to take on, there's always going to be pitfalls in the road. Always, 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 always. You can't avoid them. There's always going to be problems. There's always going to be mistakes and judgment, you name it. You're only going to learn how to effectively navigate when you have gone through it before. Mm-hmm. You've got experience. Experience is the best teacher, and there is no substitute for that. So being a great leader obviously that's that's part of it is having that experience which gives you the confidence which makes everybody want to follow you and they also know that you have the experience they know that you've been down this road before and that makes them confident that you're going to be able to successfully navigate it
0: well some of the things i was looking for in in my research for every podcast i followed a list of you know here are some of the things that make a great leader. And I follow these to a T. I mean, already um, one of my greatest quotes that I like is, you know, good artists copy and great artists steal. And I think that works well with leadership because follow the leaders who you look up to. For example, you're, you're one of the leaders that I do look up to. Um, if you're following true leaders, then you'll have a lot more to learn from them in order to become a better leader yourself. What do you think about that quote? You know, just following the leaders that you want to be like.
1: Well, look, it goes back to experience and and trying to navigate around pitfalls. So whether those pitfalls are problems, mistakes, et cetera, sometimes you learn by making your own mistakes, but sometimes if you can, learn from the mistakes of others, right? So be a student of the game and pay attention. And so look at people who have been down that same road before, like... I'll give you a good example. Here's a little story. So just recently did this, the part two of uh, our road trip. Mm-hmm. So took the 67 Chevelle to Vegas. It was my intention to go all the way to California, go to Northern California, got cut short in Vegas. Hurricane Irma. So that was part of it. So it was just like all these things and, you know, kind of unraveled. So just recently out there in California, spur of the moment, went ahead and say, hey, let me finish this journey. Picked up two Harleys in Vegas, rode to San Diego, and from San Diego rode up Highway 1 to San Francisco. And so as we we're going along the coast and about to hit the best part of Highway 1, so Pacific Coast Highway, which is when you start getting up by Big Sur. Beautiful. like it is, It's bucket list material riding a motorcycle on Pacific Coast Highway up in that area. I mean, you're talking about some of the most amazing scenery in the entire world. That's our
0: second option. If Yosemite snows out, we're going to Big Sur to go coastal camping over there. So
1: so we're riding along. We're getting into the best part. It's epic, right? And all of a sudden, I see this sign. Little, little sign. I flew past it 70 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, I pulled over on the side of the road. And my buddy George, who was riding behind me, he pulls up behind me. He says, what's up? I said, did you see that sign back there? He said, no. What did it say? I said, I'm pretty sure that it said road closed ahead. So I look at the map, and from where we were all the way up to Monterey, California, there's no alternate route. So once you're on Pacific Coast Highway, that stretch, there is no cut through. There's no way of getting over to Highway 101 or any other route. So if you go any further and you can't go through, you're coming all the way back. So weighing this out do I miss the best part of this potentially or is there this chance of getting through and so all of a sudden I looked ahead down the road there was a guy sitting there taking pictures in his car so I walked over there down the street walked up to this guy and I said hey you've been down the road what's ahead what's going on what's going on and he said dude it's closed you know, the mud, no the mudslides, you know, this road's going to be closed for another year. Was from the
0: fires? From all the fires.
1: So the fires, then remember, they had the subsequent mudslide after right, that. Right, right. So literally, I went to the guy who had been down the road before, yeah, yeah. right, to avoid the mistake. If I would have gone further, we would have been late. We wouldn't have made it to San Francisco in time, and I had to catch my flight, et cetera. So that would have been it. You
0: would have paid another hundred something for the bike, for another bike rental day, a whole bunch of mess.
1: Well, it just would have, everything would have come unraveled. So I literally went to the guy who had, you know, been down the road before to ask his advice. And that's the same thing that you want to do, whatever endeavor, try to find someone who's been down that road before, see if you can learn from his mistakes. So this guy went up the road Only to hit a dead end to turn her all the way back. So I was able to learn from his mistake.
0: And then that says right here, it's their leader is the ability to teach others who can learn from their mistakes. You know, I guess that's a, a big thing. Another thing I see on this list is to become a great leader, practice the things that make you uncomfortable. A lot of who want to be a leader, better leaders probably know exactly what it takes to get there. But the reason you're not a better leader right now is that you're scared. You're a little bitch. Do you think that's a big... I mean, we've talked about it yeah. before and fear and mm-hmm. probably stops 75%, 80% of people from pursuing what they want to really pursue. I think that's a lot of what I hate losing at things, and I think um, I always stick to what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably one of the biggest things I have to work on is just not to be a little bitch.
1: So you have to be able to go into uncharted territories, right? So if you... Always go where only to the places that you've been before because they're comfortable to you and you know what to expect, then you're never going to expand your horizons, right? So you have to be able to venture off into new territories that you've never been before, which means unknown, which means fear. You're never going to be able to avoid fear, by the way. I don't care how fearless you are, you're still going to feel fear. You just have to be able to overcome that. So, yeah, that's a big part of being a leader. Especially, I mean, look, you know, go back in history and look at people who ventured off across the ocean. They didn't even know where they were going or what they were really looking for. They just knew that there was something out there. Hmm. So, those are, that's the epitome of a leader, right? Is venturing off into the unknown. And what's even cooler about that is being able to convince other people, like get them to buy into your vision. For them to be able to overcome their fear to have enough confidence in you that overcomes even their fear their doubt their skepticism right. for them to buy in and follow along with you
0: you think anything if i achieve something uncomfortable you think that makes me a stronger person
1: yeah well, i that think that it, i think it well again we talked about confidence it builds your own confidence in your ability to navigate situations like that and so that's why i say that you have to go through this experience as the ultimate teacher and so when you encounter a problem, you deal with it, you learn from it. First of all, you got to own it. You got to own your your mistakes or your decisions, right? So you go into a situation, you're not going to go into it perfectly. There's no such thing. There's no like finding the perfect game plan of how to navigate this. Mm-hmm. Stuff's always going to come up. It's just life. And when you come up against these things you got to make decisions. Sometimes it's going to be the right decision, sometimes it's going to be the wrong decision. But if you can at least own your decision, say it's my decision, it's not some act of God or this person's fault or whatever, but it was my decision, now that I own it, I can learn from it, and when I learn from it, I'm better prepared the next time when I face a similar problem or obstacle. And you're going to. You're going to face the same type of things over and over. And the first time that you would deal with something effectively because you've learned from all the other you know, problems, you know trial and error, and the first time that you encounter that similar situation and you're like, wait a second. I've been here before. I've made mistakes before, but I've learned from each of those. I know how to handle this. And then when you handle it and you do it the right way and you get past it, you feel that confidence, yeah, like yeah. He just
0: it's, built another blog. That's you're similar. like.
1: I know that if a situation like this comes up again, I can deal with you it. Have the confidence enough to just knock it out. That's all it is. That's all it is. So, look, I think a lot of, a lot of being a leader, is having confidence in yourself and confidence in your vision.
0: A lot of that is also, you know, whether I'm uncomfortable, like I talk a lot, but it's also, I think becoming a great leader and some of the things I'm learning from you and will continue to learn from you, speaking to the public and kind of you know doing those kind of speaking arrangements and stuff I think that that's part of the fear as well it's just certain those like little stage fry and I mean you still oh yeah still a part of your part of your thing. oh yeah I'm,
1: I'm even thinking about FitCon here in Utah because I've never done an actual keynote presentation like that I've done other big presentations so people
0: know a little bit about FitCon as well
1: let them know about it? Yeah. So it's just a, you know, if you haven't tuned in before, so FitCon's coming up April 6th and 7th in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's uh, it's a big fitness convention there, but it's also for fitness professionals. So whether you're a, an athlete, you want to be an ambassador, you're a gym owner, a personal, personal trainer. trainer. Yep. Uh, so whether you're building your brand for your business or your own personal brand as a social media you know personality, I'm uh, going to be doing keynote presentation, two of them, one with Jay Cutler, and we're going to be talking about brand building.
0: Specifically what we're kind of talking about, yep. what we talked about last time too. And,
1: and then the other one is a quick one. It's uh, a 15-minute conversation. That one I'm doing by myself. I, and that one I'm talking about some of the stuff that we're talking about here, but I've condensed it down into my own personal philosophy of how I find success. And I'm not the guy who can tell you the right way to do it. I'd be lying to you. If I said, hey, I know the perfect plan to get there without fucking up, that would be a total lie because I'm not that guy. I'm the guy who's gotten there because I made mistake after mistake after mistake, but I've gotten really good at dealing with mistakes and dealing with problems.
0: Are you a professional fucker-upper? I'm a professional fucker-upper <laughs> and a professional fixer-upper. fixer-upper. <laughs> so,
1: so that's a, that's a keynote presentation. So that's a 15-minute one. That's really short. And yeah, and I feel really passionate and confident in the subject matter, but still getting in front of, I don't know how many people will be there, but still getting up and presenting personal ideas right. in front of a group. Yeah, of course that's scary, but that's, you know, part of my own personal growth and, and probably, you know, where I'm going in the future with things, but I... Uh,
0: if you guys have already seen, there there's some ads flying around for for you to get your ticket. Uh, if you're watching right now, we actually have an amazing deal. If you go to bpi slash fitcon, you can actually grab a two day ticket for like fifty dollars off, which is un- which is crazy.
1: Yeah, they're not offering that discount anywhere else. So we we negotiated an exclusive deal for people. And the cool thing is, if you go to the landing page and all, you can you get the deal. But if you're what one of the first fifty people, yep. Who pre-registers and shows up you get in like an awesome bpi swag get, bag yep. swag bag so
0: all right back to our conversation and this is kind of this is I was talking to you about this a, a different way we were actually listening to on my way when i picked you up we were listening to um joe rogan with this guy david goggins and he said one of the things that changed immediately was the way he was talking to himself mm-hmm. he told himself every day that he's a he's a leader to become a leader you have to believe it and you have to almost talk to you like that's one of the things i'm working on now is having that constant uh, having that constant like negative way of thinking about things mm-hmm. but a- with a little switch to a positive mindset i can feel that changing a little bit just be like you, you got this today not like mm-hmm. holy shit you have all this th- all this to do and you're not good enough you're not strong enough mm-hmm. you're going into the gym today you don't have it today you didn't eat right you didn't it's all the negative things so i think just changing the way I'm dealing with myself. I think that's going to change a lot of how I want to become a leader. What do you think about that?
1: It's the way you talk to yourself. Look, we all talk to ourselves. We all have this internal dialogue. Everybody does it. Everybody, everybody, everybody. So it's really, what are the things that you're saying to yourself? Are you your own best cheerleader, right? Saying, encouraging yourself and telling yourself you can do it, your own best support network, or are you your own worst enemy, chipping away at your confidence with all these doubts and all these fears and a lot of things shape this voice, this inner voice. Some of it is past experiences. It's our belief systems. Some of that instilled, you know, when we were really young, we don't even know why we think the way we think. Some of it maybe was our parents' belief systems that they passed on to Mm -hmm. us. It's things that we've seen in our life. It's all these different things that shape that. And And I've suffered from that. You know, I grew up really poor, and it's hard to escape that poverty mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, this idea that, oh, yeah, all that stuff that can be achieved. It's not even worth for me. It's what's out of my reach. Mm. That's not for me. And it took a long time to break out of that, and it still is always there, like the, the remnants of it. And every once in a while, even those little tiny pieces of it still come creeping back out. And... I've just had to become conscientious of it. And I think that's the first step. It's like anything else is awareness, right? It's it's like you would say to an alcoholic, what's the first step towards recovery? It's admitting that you're an alcoholic, right? Having that self-awareness of it and admitting that it's really a problem. So you just have to be aware of the things that you're saying to yourself. And I do have a trick for that, that has worked for me and that's writing stuff down and i know that sounds really simple but here's why you can tell yourself something maybe it's this negative voice in the back of your head and you're telling yourself that you're not good enough or you're not smart enough or whatever it is that you're saying to yourself and there's a reason behind it that you're telling yourself you're backing it up like you're arguing your case right and it's you versus you these arguments and you're arguing to yourself and pleading your case of why this is true Write that down on a piece of paper and look at it. And then more times than not, you're going to look at it and you're going to say, well, that's a bunch of bullshit. Like, th- that's ridiculous. Why do I even believe that? That's oh, you, silly. You,
0: you saw my manifesto. You saw what I wrote down yeah. to, to myself. It was a honest letter to myself. It was just uh, – but it wasn't as discouraging as people might think. It was more of like,
1: come on. No, you weren't – you didn't go about it with the intention of – of you know discouraging yourself. You're trying to be honest with yourself, but there's a difference, and that's my point, is when you write something down, you're not going to write down all this silly stuff. But if you do, and you look at it, and you analyze it, and see it for what it is, like take that voice out of your head, it's a lot more manageable, and you can analyze it and say, okay, yeah, that's making me feel a certain way, that's making me feel scared, or that's making me doubt myself. But when I really look at what my fear is and why I feel that way, I can I can overcome that because it's kind of ridiculous. It's not the way I feel is not really founded on anything real. I think that's so, great. Are we going back to leadership? Because that was that was kind of like a deviation.
0: Yeah. Well, we're back to we're right. we're back to a little bit of a leadership thing. But no, it's I think that that's a big part of it is I need to wake up and tell myself, look in the mirror and be like, you're a fucking leader. Get to it. You know. I think that's a lot of that is uh, confidence wavered.
1: Well, you want you know what. To me, the ultimate definition of leadership is the name is, you know, it's right there. It's it's leading. So leading by example. I look at parenting the same way. When I grew up, it was do as I say, not as I do. And that's not leadership. So I look at my role as a parent, not as as a parent where the typical thing like, you know, past generations is my job to feed you, clothe you, put a roof over your head and 18 Get the fuck out of here, right? right? I look at it as it's my job to coach them, and the only way that I can coach is leading by example because I know that there's no miraculous speech that I can ever give my kids where they're going to have this epiphany and go, oh, my God, Dad, Like what you said to me just rocked my world and has changed my life forever. Like Those conversations don't take place. Even if you think you had that conversation with your kids where you're like, yeah, that was the best conversation. It was in one ear and out the other. They didn't even hear you. Maybe later on in life, they'll remember bits and pieces and say that was true. But what they are doing is they're watching you. They're watching you. They're watching how you live your life. And so if you want to be a great parent, it challenges you to be a better person. And if you want to preach to your kids, hey, go out and take risks in life, you know, go challenge yourself or go stretch yourself, well, then you better go do that. You better live your own life that way. Right. Um,
0: I think this next point is probably the thing I'm learning from you the most and trying to practice it in my own own way, but it's always learning something new, um, within the industry or within yourself, kind of not keeping these, Hey, I know everything mentality. And, you know, in order to maintain leadership, your ability to teach people things that will keep them from making the same mistakes that you did. Mm -hmm. I think that's also learning, you know, um, Learning about the changes that are happening around us. You know, what do you think about that? Just kind of.
1: Well, so I could break it into probably two separate things. <clears throat> the first is, is assumptions, right? They always talk about assumptions, you know, makes an ass out of you, makes an ass out of me. Uh, assumptions are a really dangerous thing. And assuming that you know the answer is, is a very dangerous thing. Matter of fact, you and I talked about before, there's a documentary called Particle Fever, talking about the where they collide the particles. Where is that, in like Sweden or something yeah, like that? Yeah,
0: somewhere. Somewhere weird.
1: So out of the whole documentary, there was one part that stuck out, and it was only like 30 seconds long. They interviewed one of the scientists there, and he said, look, we've got some of the brightest minds in the entire world in this one building. He said, and one thing about being a scientist, the danger of it— especially being some of the brightest in the world, is it's really easy to think that you know the answer. And as soon as you think that you know the answer, there's a possibility that you might miss out on the truth. So for me, the lesson in that is that you always have to be open-minded. You can't assume that just because you think that you have it figured out, that you know all the facts and that you've got the answer, you still have to look at all possibilities, all perspectives. And it requires being really open-minded. And, and otherwise you're, you're potentially going to go down the wrong path, thinking that you're right when you're wrong. Mm. And based on the facts that you have, it may look like you're right, but that's why you have to be open-minded and take the time to look at it from different sides. And you and I've talked about that before from where you're sitting versus where I'm sitting. If we play something in the middle of it, middle of us it looks different from your perspective than mine and so then that's when i would ask you dennis what does it look like from where you're sitting now i'm not saying what's your opinion of it because i i don't necessarily want to be influenced by your opinion right but i'm not asking your opinion i'm just asking you what it looks like from your side i'm just taking it in as data that's all
0: it's my word of the 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 year cognitive appraisal of the situation, what I don't looks, even know what that means. What looks different from me? I, I look at a half glass, and you see it half full. That's no. my cognitive appraisal that is half empty. Here's another point. I think this this one is: um, we have a person that personifies this. Uh, being a leader, you're you're a resource for someone, and someone like Bill, who, like you said, if you're looked at it as an authority figure, then you better have the answers. And nobody has more answers to more questions than than our uh, VP of marketing. Bill Morales. And it's, I think that's a huge part of being, I, I know those are the people that I look up to most and are, are I am impressed with the most are the ones that are so they might not know it, but for sure they will, they will find it. And they are that kind of resourceful person.
1: Well, well that's the thing I can tell you about bill specifically uh, because I've watched bill, his role grow in this company in a short period of time. And that's because bill became my go-to. And that's because every time I went to him and asked him a question, If he didn't have the answer, he always surprised me by coming back the next day, and he had the answer to it. So that was part of it, and I'll say that another thing is that he always exceeded my expectations. So that means whatever he took on, one, I never had to ask about it again. I never had to remind him about it. I knew that he was always doing it, but he always did it better, and he did it faster than I ever expected. And that's because he didn't just do enough to get by. He went the extra mile, hmm. and uh, you know, and, and that's really what, in my mind, makes him really unique. It's not that he's the smartest guy, although he's very, very smart. Right, right. But it's more than that because he could easily say, "Hey, I'm really smart," but get nowhere. It's the fact that he doesn't pretend to know all the answers, but he'll find the answer. He's resourceful.
0: Right, and that's kind of. I think that's an invaluable tool because I think for us in an, in an industry that's changing so much,
1: But, but, but that goes back to a commitment, right? He's, why does he go look for that answer? Why does he always exceed expectations? Why does he go the extra mile? But it's, it's a commitment to excellence. And I think that he is always stretching himself. He's always trying to improve. He's trying to always, you know, look beyond. And that's what we have to do. It's just like working out in the gym. I can bring everything back to working out in the gym why do most people never change when they go into the gym they may go in there and you'll hear them say yes but i work out five six days a week and yes i go in there an hour an hour and a half a day or two hours a day which by the way is ridiculous two hours in the gym is ridiculous that's just a waste of time but uh, i say yeah but what are you doing with that time in there how much are you really challenging yourself or are you just going in doing what you can do because if you just do what you can always do then why would your body ever adapt why would it ever force change you always, every time you go in there, you have to try to push yourself harder than you've ever pushed yourself before. And that's why some people change faster than others.
0: I think this is one thing that you'll agree with um, out of this. Um, one of the recommendations here is read. Keep, just keep reading because you'll always pick up a new strategy, especially if you're reading these, these business books, mm-hmm. kind of like um, also like self-help, you know, mind expansion books. You'll always pick up something, some new ideas, a new resource, or even you know something as, as much as uh, for me as inspiration. You know, I don't know if I need a new strategy yet or a new resource, which I obviously do, but I think a little bit of inspiration and motivation I can find when I do read some of these books that you recommend to me. How important do you think? I know you're an advocate of just reading, but how important do you think it is to shape a leader, to, to be not well read, but to read constantly?
1: I mean, you have to, you look, you always have to be, you know, quote, unquote, you know, expanding your mind, you have to always challenge yourself to look at things in different ways, you just can't look at things the same way all the time. Uh, But I have my own personal philosophy. And I think that that's part of my philosophy is developing a philosophy, you have to have a philosophy for your life. And, and you start to paint that picture dot by dot over time. And the more you read, I think the more that picture starts to reveal itself to you. And you're going to read things that you don't find useful. And it doesn't mean it's bad information. It's just that you don't necessarily find it useful in your life, uh, you know, for whatever your goals are in your life and whatever this philosophy that you have is. But uh, it's, I can tell you that single-handedly reading is one of the biggest things that you know has got me to this point in my life because it wasn't you know going and getting an MBA from an Ivy League school because I certainly don't have that I it was just a thirst for learning and it was an expectation for myself that I was capable of doing more but I just didn't have the knowledge or experience to get there yet and so I needed to create that knowledge base and create that base of experience in order to have the resources to get where I wanted to go. Right. And so that reading was just part of that.
0: Hmm. This is the last one. I think you, one of the last points of, of the stuff I, I looked at. Um, we talked about this last week when you kind of talked about how you got into the And I have to do the quotes now. Every time I say the I know industry, I catch myself doing the it fitness now. industry. Yeah. So every time you, um, But the one thing that you talked about is to build and grow your relationships and your networks, Mm -hmm. that it was a huge part of you becoming you being where you are now. Mm -hmm. Um, You think that's a huge kind of way to to just have that to, to have people like you, not only like you, but to, you know, kind of make those connections and networks for yourself?
1: Look, I know. Okay, Yes and no. So, yes, other people and their willingness to help you is absolutely crucial. So, but what makes someone want to help you? It's not just knowing them. You could have a huge network, right? You could be a networking master and know everybody. But if those people aren't willing to help you, then it doesn't do you any good. So how do you get people to want to help you? One, I think your values, that's where they come into play. Do people respect you? Are you the type of person when you say something that you're going to do something that you always do it? You always honor your word. Are you the person that is, they're looking out for their best interest as well. Is there a partnership there, right? right. This give and take, there's got to be a balance there. And sometimes you build relationships by giving and giving and giving and not expecting anything. And that's, you know, that was my philosophy early on. As a matter of fact, I even read a great book here, not even too long ago, probably like a year and a half ago, that really clicked with me because it summarized everything that I always believed. And it's called the go giver. Hmm. And the the concept of the go-giver is someone who gives more than they expect in return. Mm-hmm. Always focus on that. So if you're focused as, as a business, and I believe that strongly, it's part of the foundation of BPI here, which is give more in value than you expect in return. So we don't just sell supplements to people. We do free workout plans and free nutrition plans and you know, we bring on all these athletes and share their stories to, you know, provide inspiration. You know, sometimes that's all people are looking for. It's just like a little, I want to see lighted at the end of the tunnel. Oh, Maybe we have it's,
0: an entire research team for to write blogs and yeah. create these videos. And we have I, a whole I, room full of people that well,
1: do Well, look, yeah. and, and this right here, you know, the podcast and, and my YouTube channel. Throughout the, the time that I've had my YouTube channel, I never blatantly Plug products or you know how much you, money
0: have you made completely total from since you've been doing it with two hundred and fifteen thousand fans go
1: zero dollars zero, zero dollars cents. woo impressive yeah no I it, but at the end of the day you know it's that same yeah. concept just give more than you expect in return and and I think that if you do that long enough people recognize that and if you can get to this point where where people respect you. They want to help you, especially, and here's the key. Here's an important part. Never be afraid to ask for help. Humble yourself enough to say, hey, I I need help. I don't know all the answers. I don't know the right way to do it. You've been down this road before, right? This is this conversation about, you know, learning from other people, learning from other leaders. So going to people that you respect, that you know have been down this road and saying, "I, I don't know how to do it. I'm not going to be that young egotistical guy and say, I know everything. No one wants to help and know it all nobody no one even likes a know it all so don't be that guy don't be the guy who talks about yourself all the time don't be the person who thinks that they know it all humble yourself have good values good principles that you operate by and people will want to help you
0: this is a great quote here it's like there's not a single there's not a single leader in history who went at it alone you know <laughs> who are you what, leading you know
1: no look you and I've talked about it before i think that i'm probably about as close to that, you know, rags to riches story as you can get. Literally. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, no joke, there's a point where to hold my pants up, my hand-me-down pants, I had baling wire. That was my belt, right? Gosh. So that's literally, that, that's rags, that's all right?
0: That's as raggedy
1: as you that's can as get. That's as raggedy as it gets. Uh, and they weren't even like first-generation hand-me-downs. They'd been passed down a few times before. So uh, with that being said, I didn't get here by myself. I hate that saying. I hate that. Like self-made, I hate that saying. I think it's absolutely ridiculous because I don't think you can go at anything alone. Somewhere along the way, you need other people. Even if you're building a company, you need those people. You need their support. You need their talents. You need their passion, right? You're not going to do it all yourself. You can't build an empire by yourself. Impossible.
0: The question I have for you, okay, so for someone like you who is a leader, we find motivation and um, accountability from you where does where do leaders where does someone like you in your position find that motivation and accountability if you know do you find it from us do you do we motivate you to kind of keep this going and to be the leader that you are is it the people around is it your team that that I, does that
1: I, I've always said that I think you have to tap into all sources it's like even the same thing for me in the gym uh, with anything in life sometimes you know it's both the whip and the carrot right? You know, if you're trying to motivate the mule to move, dangle the carrot in front of them, you got the whip behind them, you know, so for me, I'll, I'll tap into whatever resource I can to make myself move. So sometimes it, I will use fear to make myself move. I'll remind myself of where I've, where I've come from and how hard I've had to work. And, and I don't want to go backwards, right? And it's not that, I'm afraid to go, you know, back to, you know, living a simple life. Matter of fact, I actually kind of crave a simple life. It's not about that. It's, you know, it's more the mindset. So I'll use fear sometimes to my advantage, and then I'll use passion and goals to pull myself forward. So same thing in the business. Yes, my passion and and my desire to create, my desire to build something, to see this vision come to life is what motivates me and then on the flip side to it having everyone here in this building and the responsibility right to mm-hmm. to make sure that you got people here that have families and that have mortgages you know they've got all their own responsibilities nice and so-
0: cars and boats
1: <laughs> so i've got an obligation to everyone right. here as well right, to right. to make sure that i do my part to be a good leader so it's all things combined
0: i think you answered a lot of questions now Getting to more of, of a bigger, like a, a leader in a, a brand leader or someone like, let's say, what separates the guys that are like the Nikes, the BPI sports, the, you know, Hormel <laughs> foods, all the, all this stuff. What's... I,
1: I got an easy answer for you. So we're going back to our original conversation about that ability to overcome your fear, to have the confidence in your vision and to trek into territories unknown. Mm. right so what are in my opinion the brands that are just okay right they're good solid brands but they're not doing anything unique or awesome or cool they're the brands that are a little bit me too right they'll wait until someone else treks off into territories unknown and then they'll follow in their footsteps Mm. right and there's less risk in that it's more of a sure thing but they're also not innovative. They're not doing new cool things. In order to do new cool things, to be a true leader, you have to take risks. You have to try things that no one's ever tried before. And so to come up with these ideas, to create this vision, believe in your vision enough and have enough confidence in this vision to trek off into the darkness.
0: And I think with with that, and also doing that, we we just won uh 2000 I think it was 2016 or 17 the most innovative company of the year, um which I think spoke a lot about how we are as the leaders. I mean, I know we were the first ones to really bring ketogenic dieting into the to the supplement world. Not not that it it, was, but it was already popular.
1: Yeah, look, no. So keto diets had existed. There, there wasn't a sports nutrition brand like ours right. that had really doubled down into the ketogenic supplement space. And matter of fact, we were so early into it that we were too early, mm-hmm. right? And that's the danger of sometimes being really innovative. Sometimes you, being a leader, people, you're, you're you're too ahead.
0: So many people learn from
1: our mistakes. And so, so sometimes when you're too ahead, yeah, a lot of people learn from our m- mistakes. But sometimes when you're too ahead it's easy to abandon it. Why? Because you're gonna, you're not gonna, you know, experience that immediate success. I kind of stand there saying, Oh, okay, now what? I thought everyone would be so receptive to this. It's so innovative, so cool, you know? So what now we're just waiting for everybody to follow. So that's where the confidence and the vision comes in to stay the course and to not bail on it, right? It'd be really easy to bail at that point, only to have someone later on come into it and experience the success. That you helped establish, but you didn't stay committed to it. So that's a big part of it, right there. And that's where a lot of people fail. Is that you ever hear that story, that example of you know the the kid who trekked through the mountains over and over and over to get to the village on the other valley? And so he trekked and he trekked and you know encountered all these obstacles and snow s- snowstorms and avalanches and all these things. And he was finally climbing up this mountain, and he finally he gets you know two-thirds of the way to the top of the mountain. And he's just finally exhausted. He says, this is never going to end. I've climbed over mountain after mountain after mountain, and I can't even see the end in sight. And so he stops. But if he would have just gone to the top of that mountain, he would have been able to see across the rest of the mountains and see the town at the other end. So sometimes people stop short. they're, They're on the right track. They're doing all the work, and they've already suffered through ninety percent of it, and they quit right before they get sight of success at the end. And so they don't see it. They don't. And they see don't it, see so they it. it. There was there was a book that I read. It was something like I got. I want to say six feet from gold or three feet from gold. You ever hear that story? Mm-hmm. Long story short, it's kind of the same thing about someone who uh, they. It was a uh, a gold mine, and they were digging and digging and digging for years and years and years, and nothing. Nothing, nothing. Finally, they they abandoned. This was a true story, too. They abandoned it. Someone else took the rights to the mine, and within this very short period, struck the largest deposit of gold ever, where <laughs> the other person had stopped it was literally like six feet. I would have killed myself. Six feet from it. Right, so and that's this whole book. I, I want to say it's six feet from gold or something like that. I don't know how many exact yeah, feet. Cool. Maybe it was five and a half. If feet. you guys
0: can find that book, make sure you comment on the YouTube. Let us know. So it's
1: the same concept, right? right? right. It's, it's it's going through all the work, suffering from you know through all the hardships, the troubles, everything, and then losing losing sight of it, losing faith in your goal, right. losing your confidence in whether you're going down the right road, only to stop just short of it.
0: I think one of the things, and just to add on to that, I think one of the things that separates us from, from other people, we always go the extra mile. We never just let it you know, fall in with the crowd. We always take it a step further. And I see a great quote here. It's never crowded along the extra mile. And it never was for us. And we never really looked at anybody else to do the things we were doing. And with the confidence, I think, of UND, it took us a long way into getting a lot of the things done.
1: You know, I would say that probably the one thing that's helped me along the way, it's been probably my best redeeming quality. And it's not that I think that I'm smarter or it's none of that. It's that I can take an ass kicking and get back up. That's it. That's all it is. I'll get up. I'll dust myself off. From that same podcast I'll
0: with that Rocky where – he said the moment was Apollo's face, like, what the fuck are In that 13th round where he just beat. Like, it's, it's, he knows he's losing, but he looks into this guy's eyes and it's like, this guy will
1: never give up. It's, are you a quitter? That's scary. Are you a quitter or not? That's it. It's really what it boils down to because you know that that's my definition of the difference between a failure and an obstacle. They're both the same thing. The difference is whether you quit or not. And so for me, I've just even in my darkest shittiest hours where I just feel so defeated and trust me I've felt that way on so many times and you go down this really negative path and that's where all those shitty voices mm-hmm. internal dialogue comes in and you start telling yourself all this stuff and start doubting yourself and right, right. you know it's really easy to spiral downward and just put yourself in a real funk where you feel like a failure and you feel like all oh, the the decisions you made were all wrong and You know, that's totally unproductive. Mm -hmm. So I felt that way and I know what that feels like, but I shake that off, you know, kick it off, dust it off and just get back up and keep going because I'm committed to the end goal. And so that's where commitment is just as big a part of leadership. It's being unwavering, right? What's a real commitment? It's being totally unwavering that no matter what comes your way, that you're going to keep going no matter what.
0: Yeah. And I think overall, just to bring that bring it all together, um, we just dropped this new campaign. If you check out YouTube, Facebook, you were the first video in there. But what does BPI stand for? I think it's all these conversations that we've had, and I think you're a perfect example of of that. It's just you know, go go check out the commercial. I think you'll you'll get a real kick out of it. Um, so we have a couple things coming up. Thank you guys for tuning in. So we have a couple things coming up. We have we're completing our training band series. So before yeah. people
1: yeah, start don't, feasting don't, don't, on the ATT stuff. Yeah, don't 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 lose I uh, look I know that sometimes I get a little uh that's that's one of my my own personal liabilities is I get bored easy and have a tendency to, you know, dive headfirst into something and then you know, get bored with it and and not follow through that. Those are, those are my demons. That's something I always have to work through, but have no fear. I'm going to finish the band stuff, but also don't worry. I'm not going to just do band stuff from here to eternity. We got a couple more videos just to finish that up. So we got a shoulder workout. We got a leg workout. I got a shoulder
0: workout with a, with a cool guy too. This weekend, you'll be able to check him out. Stephen cow. Talk about our boy, Steven cow on the Arnold stage this weekend. Yeah. So
1: BPI athlete, Steven cow came in here. He is competing, yeah, here this weekend at the Arnold Classic. That is his second pro show and uh, his first time competing at the Arnold in Men's Physique. And uh, so he came in here, and we were going to do a regular workout. And I said, hey, why don't I put this dude through a band workout? Did something cool because now that, you know, with both of us in here, I showed him how to do a complete workout with bands only, but we also incorporated bands and free weights with every single exercise too. So Spoiler alert. You kicked his ass. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I didn't. I, he he hung on on all of it. I mean, look, this you know he's for a,
0: bands. You kicked his ass he, for, he, for 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 a band work. How, how
1: about the bands kicked his ass oh, and they came, and they kicked my ass too. But he's a great athlete, and uh, so that's a that's a cool video coming out. So that'll launch this week. Yes. And then we've got a leg workout. I'd like to do some abs too, but we also have advanced training techniques coming back out. We're so- just
0: teasing you guys with that one. It's already we already got one shot. It's in the it's in the barrel. Yep. I think we're gonna load a couple more on so that we will you will not you won't miss ATT anymore. We'll give you guys so much ATT that you'll be like stop with the ATT, which they never will. But
1: yeah, so there's always gonna be something cool to talk about. I've, I feel rejuvenated again with. Uh, with youtube i'd burn out we talked about that before i was totally burned out on it and that was mainly because of the editing et cetera, and just my total workload i just had too much stuff going on we
0: found this chump to start editing all your films so you know he we'll let him do it
1: you can you can thank anthony (laughs) yeah thank anthony for for diving back in and and willing to shoot the stuff and edit this stuff so att is back because of anthony
0: and let's also not forget our buddy Jose Raymond will also be competing at the 212. He's never looked better at this age, at the Arnold 212. And do
1: we have any other BPI athletes competing?
0: I think those are the only two. All right, those are the only two. Um, Narman, I think he will be competing in the in the Olympia. I asked yep. about that. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I think Jose Raymond. We had a. If you guys have missed the episode, I'm going to do a shameless plug. But if you missed the episode of the scoop on um, BPI Sports uh, YouTube page, we had. Uh, four-time Mr. Olympia, Jay Cutler, on there, mm-hmm. and uh,
1: that was that was a cool that was a cool one. You guys talked about the Arnold, right? You talked dude, about that was
0: super. He was so honest because like, it's the 30th year anniversary of the of the Arnold. Yep. So I asked him straight up. I said. That those thirty years, who wins? And don't don't tell in, them right now. In they, their prime, make, make them go go watch. Go watch. It. He had actually had a surprise answer. Everybody thought was, he was going to say, "Oh, me for sure." Yeah. but no, he actually had a pretty good answer for that one. Um, talked about just you know the history of the Arnold, the future of the Arnold. He had some really good things to say about athletes on social media. I,
1: I think his whole perspective on on the show on bodybuilding was interesting. So yeah, guys, definitely check that out. That's called the scoop. That's on the BPI Sports YouTube channel yep so go check that one out that's with uh chris mckenzie and whitney reed so chris is our vp uh whitney reed is our national sales manager whitney's been on this podcast before we talked about the fitness industry because he's also been on countless magazine covers he's the
0: guy that the traditional uh, i think that was episode i'm not gonna even guess but if you find it you'll find it on his channel too
1: and chris is someone that i have a lot of respect for because chris has the same passion and intensity in his training today that he did when he first started when he was like probably 18 years old. And matter of fact, so you are going to be out next week. So Tuesday, Dennis won't be here. And I think that I might have Chris sit in your place so next week should be a totally different dynamic here
0: it's gonna trust me if you if you have not seen anything from chris before he's high energy high energy it won't be boring high
1: energy opinionated and a good sense of humor and funny
0: i mean look if that guy wasn't a a vp at a supplement company they gotta be be a a comedian for sure no doubt last thing i'm gonna bring up and for the maybe for the past two months it's been my fault but you guys can yell at James for jamesgrage. We're almost done with it. We just need to sit down, get those titling and everything down. But we have everything <laughs> locked and loaded. We're just ready to fire the the laser beam going in. You we've, just,
1: been, we've been saying it for weeks now that this thing's going to launch. I think
0: it's a but it's a good it's a good running running yeah. thing. But it's not that. I'll tell you guys why. Because because James, I mean, look, granted, he's the co founder of BPI Sports. He's the hardest person to find because obviously you're doing a lot. But for us to lock down on doing these side things, because yeah we number one is BPS sports for us. So for us to get this stuff out just for you guys, I mean, this is not
1: making this, $0. It, off. No, the, no. And it, and it takes away a lot of time from just doing regular day to day business. Right. And, uh, You know, the fact that we do it Tuesday at three o'clock isn't just for the convenience of people knowing when it's live streaming. It's so I know that I can, you know, devote that time to it and make sure that I don't book any meetings there. Right. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, look, my nickname in the office is like the ninja because no one can track me down. (laughs)
0: Batman. It's it's the funny thing. He walks in here and he has some kind of escape out of his bathroom or something
1: (laughs) because he just
0: disappears. (laughs) It's just like four people and he just laughs at us. He's up in the roof somewhere. Uh, laughing at us but another great episode we'll be back next tuesday sorry guys i won't be there so i know you'll miss me but you'll definitely be entertained so tune in check us out make sure you subscribe to the james Grage youtube channel um also make sure to check out he's live he's actually doing some things on instagram now so make sure you go check into the james underscore Grage underscore instagram page and we'll be back on stick around thursday for for the shoulders bands workout with steven Cow. good luck to steven Cow. Good luck to Jose Raymond. We'll see you guys next week.